Creating better businesses with Discovery Business Insurance. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy Business Show brought to you by Discovery Business Insurance. Today we are thrilled to have Discovery SA CEO Hilton Kellner, who heads up one of the most transformative businesses in South Africa. We're discussing the reason for innovation and why it is important for businesses today. Hilton, what a pleasure to have you in the studio with us and uh, to to really zero in on the topic of innovation, which I'm uh, aware that is a topic that you're very passionate about. And so, so welcome. Welcome to the Healthy Business Show. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. So I want to kick off just first of all, just to get a little bit of, and for our, our listeners who, who aren't aware of you and your career, just a little bit about your background, where you come from, and with, with particular reference to what it was in your upbringing and in your formative studies, what it was that led you to this area of business where you find yourself in today? So I uh, always had an interest in sort of solving problems, tough mathematical sort of problems and finance and business in, in general. And so that sort of led me to actuarial science. Mm. And as I started to work as an actuary, became more sort of interested in the creative aspects of how you design products that meet clients' needs and the sort of the power of disruption and innovation and and what that can do from a business perspective, but also a social perspective. Hilton, I'm particularly interested in, I mean, if we look at the segment that you're involved in particularly, and I mean, let's just talk about in the life insurance segment. This is a, a segment that's, you know, hundreds, it's 150 years old or so that, you know, people have, you don't necessarily associate life insurance with innovation. So how has Discovery in particular innovated in the life insurance segment? And, and what are the things that, that really make you excited about this sector? So I think firstly, almost sort of counterintuitively in a sense, the power of innovation is often inversely proportional to, to the sort of the expectation that you have in an industry to innovate. So in technology, as an example, to really stand out, you've got to innovate like mad and you've got to really sort of push the boundaries and, and people's expectations are that, you know, the next phone will be gravity defying and if it isn't, you sort of fall short of expectations. In insurance or financial services in general, you find it's often almost the exact opposite. People's expectations, I think like yours, are that it doesn't move that quickly. Yeah. It doesn't sort of innovate in a way that, that you'd expect. So when you do innovate, it has a profound impact. It really stands out, It sort of out, really right? stands out and it disrupts. That's sort of been our experience, is that when you get it right, sort of innovation in insurance does allow you to disrupt the market and meet clients' needs in completely new and exciting ways. And they tend to sort of, they, they grab onto that and it allows you to, to make a significant impact. There's something profound about the fact that Discovery seems to have done this magic trick in that it has converted what is traditionally been seen as a as a grudge purchase. I mean, I'm sure you hear that a lot in this industry into a, a kind of a, a pool purchase. And it's bizarre. Like, I, I, it's almost like there's a sleight of hand there in a, in a way. But what do you think's at the heart of that? What do you think is this attraction? To, I mean, the, there's an extraordinary uh, market leadership there. And, and it, it just feels organic somehow or another. So first and foremost, I think it's, it goes to our purpose. You know, our innovation is purpose-driven. It goes to making people healthier, and that's at the core of everything that we do. And that's given rise to this unique model, whereby if we get it right, it has a profound impact on our clients' lives in terms of making them healthier, making them live longer. But for us as a business, it allows us to deliver much better value, lower premiums. You know, simplistically, if you can make somebody live longer, 
life insurance is probably the one and most powerful place to monetize it. Mm. You know, in the extreme, if you can make somebody live to 100, you can charge them life insurance premiums, which are significantly lower mm. than you could have in the past. And through that process, you're able to give that value that's being created back to them in unique and exciting ways. And that's what we try to do. So we've got cashbacks, we've got paybacks, we've got lifestyle rewards, which you would never have associated with life insurance in the past. But all of it goes towards making the product more engaging, more valuable, and just significantly, significantly better for the clients than they otherwise would have experienced. What are you excited about in the broader sense of the word when you look at innovation? I mean, there's innovation across the world globally at the moment in, you know, everything from biotech to agri-tech to mobility. I mean, what are the things that really kind of make your hair stand on end? So I think the fact that innovation affects every part of the chain today, you know, we're no longer constrained. Innovation isn't about the product. It's about the entire sort of experience that clients have with us from the point where they start thinking about insurance or even reaching out to them to identify the need for insurance or other financial services products that we otherwise just didn't even have the potential to do in the past. So, so I think for me, what's, what's exciting is that innovation is no longer sort of in a laboratory done by actuaries. Yeah. It sort of manifests in every single part of the business. It's how we pay claims. It's how we onboard our clients. It's how we underwrite. It's how we manage the business. It's how we think about every single part of the, the chain and how we interact with our clients. And I think that's, that's profound and it's, it's exciting. How do you define innovation? I mean, how do you define innovation? Seeing as you're so heavily invested in it and leading the R&D and all that, that sort of thing. I mean, where, where does it sit in your mind? So I think innovation for me takes on many different forms, mm. but ultimately it's where the client is dazzled. It's where they get something that they never, ever expected. Yeah. You know, that's, that's innovation is where they, they, they get a sense that they're dealing with a company that is just completely different, that their expectations have been far exceeded in a way that they didn't even realize they needed. You know, when you can get that, when you achieve that, where somebody says, wow, that is so obvious, but so brilliant, mm. that they really want something. Then, then for me, that, that's, that's innovation. So it's a surprise and delight factor. But yeah. it's, it gets to the point now, I think, where a lot of those innovations, once they get into the mainstream, then people are like, well, they can't even remember a time when they, they, they were without it, right? And those are the best innovations. Yeah, because it becomes seamless, exactly. for sure. And so within the sector, how do you foster that culture of innovation? What are the, the you know, in terms of building your team and creating that, that DNA of the organization? Because innovation, obviously, by its very nature, is continually evolving, right? So how do you, you get that culture right? So I think, firstly, we are very conscious about the need for innovation. You know, I think there's a, there's a distinct difference between invention, where you're relying on just sort of a light bulb moment of brilliance, versus a culture of innovation that's embedded across the organization and everything that we do, where we encourage people to question, can we do it better? How can we better meet our clients' needs? And, and continuously sort of um, interrogate every single, every single thing that we do. We set deadlines where we will announce a launch date before we know what the product is ultimately going to be. Wow. We set incredibly high hurdles for, for what can be launched. And, uh, and nine out of 10 ideas that we really work hard on never ever see a sort of the, the light of day. And it's be, being able to understand that the sort of the rigor and the, the, the demanding sort of um, threshold that, uh, that we apply to new ideas and innovations that I think is, is part, of our, part of our environment and part of the culture. Hilton, do you apply with those? Uh, it's particularly interesting to me that you say there's, you know, nine out of 10 of those ideas actually never see the light of day. 
Do you apply the lean startup model to those ideas? Do you create an MVP or does it sit in a lab somewhere, you know, that's kind of behind closed doors with men in white coats kind of stuff? How does it, how does it manifest? So it's a bit of both, but more and more uh, sort of a, a test and refine okay. um, approach is, is, core, is core to the actual process. And our, our team is no longer just a team of actuaries uh, that, uh, that will work on the numbers, but we'll include digital teams, UX designers, the sort of the, 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 the systems architects, well, yeah. the creatives, the marketing mm. team. There's a, a cross-company kind of diversity to our R&D process now that probably didn't exist 10 years ago. So. Mm. And that re requirement for agility, really, it, it needs that diversity, right? I mean, with regards to agility, how, how do you maintain that? I mean, there's over 10,000 people now in Discovery. How do you continue to act like a startup. It's remarkable to me such a big behemoth of a company can still be light on its feet. What is the, the kind of trick to that? The one thing that we are very clear on is the sort of the demand for continuous innovation. That the teams that are, that are involved or focused on new products and, and research and development are separate from the sort of the business as usual team. We structured to ensure that we continuously are focused on innovation and demand that from their team. And, uh, and, and as a result of that, you know, there's a, there's a very sort of strong pipeline of, uh, of new ideas and, and new concepts that, we, that we're continuously testing. And that, that's what gives us that sort of continuous startup feel as we launch um, new ideas to the market. Is there a healthy paranoia in terms of the threats from technology, disruptive technology coming from external sources? Yeah, absolutely. And, and hopefully we see ourselves as part of that, that sort of force you know, in terms of being, being a technology-driven company. If you think about our, our life insurance that we've exported to 20-odd markets across yeah. the world today, you know, we are probably the biggest insure tech company globally mm. in, in, terms of what we, in terms of what we are rolling out. So, so we see ourselves as part of that movement. I think that any entrepreneur who's started a business and remembers what it's like to not have a client and then build the business sort of life by life and client by client wakes up with that same paranoia, you know, that, that you need to continue to do that. You almost need to worry when you stop being paranoid, right? Exactly. Are you excited by any of the stuff that you're seeing globally? I mean, are there any kind of real pockets of excellence that are coming through where it's, it's obviously combined with the local ecosystem and so on that you're really starting to see your ideas come to fruition? So I think the, the sort of the idea of vitality of making people healthier sure. and behavior change and how that manifests in risk management and insurance and the sort of the shared value model for us is, is really, really exciting. But the intersection of that with, with data and the, the sort of the, the multiple sources of data that are now available that just didn't exist before, that you can, mm. that sort of by bringing those two together, you can make the client experience just so much better, so much easier to buy the products that we, that we, that we sell, so much more accurate in terms of pricing. And as a result of that, I think the, the sort of opportunities are, are significant. And if I understand you correctly, that's not just the data from, you know, the sensors on, on your phone from an individual, but also the network effect from having a, an increasingly large community that you serve, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's, it's sort of every single interaction. It's the, the kinds of things that you're buying. It's the way that you're exercising. It's the, the sort of the entire, the entire sort of data pool um, that, uh, that's starting to emerge. And that, that's exponential. It's extraordinary to me to, 
to think that that all stems from that single idea of rewarding behavior. And you've laid the technology and the data analytics and the, the innovation around that single, that single premise, which, which just shows the power of, of a great idea, right? I mean, it's extraordinary how that has now evolved into a truly global corporation. Yeah, and we see it coming through in every one of our verticals. You know, the sort of the ability to change behavior in a positive way, mm. whether you're managing money, driving or your health is very, very similar. And, and that's sort of the core idea of, of making people healthier, whether it's financial health or your sort of physical health is, is, having, is having that same kind of impact. And it's being able to, to drive that behavior at an individual level that's now really possible. I'm just curious. I mean, just from me, I'm a, a student of startups. I mean, obviously local, but, but internationally. Are there any kind of scrappy startups that you're seeing now evolve potentially in developed markets already that, that particularly exciting to you? I mean, just tapping into that data analytics or any of that sort of thing, the, the more esoteric tech sectors. So I think the banking segment gives sort of a lot of examples just in terms of ease of use more so than, than behavior change, where sort of digital banking is obviously one of the sort of the, the key areas of, of development. But from a, an insurance perspective, there we see the sort of the models that we're rolling out being the market leader virtually globally. And we see that, you know, just in terms of the, the demand from our, our global clients. I'm interested to know, in terms of your view, having this perspective on the South African market, how do you feel about South African entrepreneur sector at the moment? Do you feel confident or are you measured? I mean, where, where do you stand in, so, in all of this? So I think that, you know, if you look at financial services in particular, we've got quite a unique opportunity in South Africa in the sense. We've got a very, very well-regulated, stable sort of uh, um, environment in terms of the way that the, the so market... do you think that is stable it's, uh, in this country at the incredibly, moment? Incredibly, incredibly stable. Yeah, and, which uh, is extraordinary as and well, that gives, yeah. And that gives, you know, that, that provides a lot of certainty. But at the same time, you've got a, a market which we find is very receptive to new ideas and new companies. And as a result of that, it actually is a very, very sort of fertile environment for financial services startups. You know, I think Discovery is a great example. And in the context of, of financial services organizations and banks in particular um, and insurers. You know, 25 years is very, very young. So, so to have sort of people trust um, us in the way that they do in terms of the sort of the scale and the, the volumes, that speaks for the sort of the trust in the system as well in terms of how financial services are regulated um, in, in South Africa, but also an openness in the mind of the consumer to new ideas. And, uh, and so when you bring the two together, we think that that sort of that does create a, a great environment for, for startups um, to come to the market and really disrupt. And, uh, and we see that. We see that in the things that we're doing. I agree with you. I mean, I think I, I traveled to uh, Silicon Valley last year and I, I was just amazed by how there are so many barriers to entry, in, particularly in fintech within the, the, the US market, which makes it so much more difficult for them to experiment and to iterate with the different innovative ideas that we can actually do fairly significantly in this country because of the regulations that we have in place. And I think even more so, you've got almost sort of a really sort of advanced first world infrastructure, yeah. but mixed with a, a developing market mindset. And when you bring the two together, you get a brilliant laboratory for products, for services, for organizations like ourselves that, uh, 
that can rapidly scale in a country like South Africa, but then also globalize with the, the sort of the experience that you've got. That's exciting stuff. Hilton, just to end off, I just wanted to get a, a couple of hacks from you in terms of advice for the young entrepreneurs out there. Are there any key principles or salient points that you really rely on in your, in your business or your approach to business that you can share with us? So, I mean, I think the, the way that we try and think about these things is that the, the sort of the power of innovation is, is infinite in a sense. Whether it's an old stagnant industry that you're looking at or sort of new emerging markets, differentiation and innovation are the sort of the absolute key to growth. And regardless of, of where you are, if you're innovating, you'll stay ahead. If you're not, you'll atrophy. And so the sort of the, the mantra so distinguish that yourself, yeah. is differentiate. Mm. Exactly. Stand out. Even sort of a fairly stagnant um, market or industry can be disrupted and lead to sort of rapid, rapid growth. And, and we see that. We, sort of, we tend to think about markets in different ways. Mm, that's amazing advice. Hilton, thank you so much for your time and for sharing some of your experience with us and the wisdom therein. And long may your success continue. Thanks very much. And thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Healthy Business Show. If you love this podcast, do let us know via social media, tag at discovery underscore SA. Use the hashtag DSY Healthy Business. And please do rate us on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your shows. You can also find more shows on the Discovery website at discovery.co.za forward slash corporate forward slash podcasts. Creating better businesses with Discovery Business Insurance.